0: Hello and welcome to Case Dismissed, a teenager's guide to the Supreme Court. I'm Carter Higgins, and I'm so glad you've decided to listen today. In today's episode, I examine the case that applied the Second Amendment to the states, more specifically, the individual right to bear arms, McDonald versus Chicago. But first, when did the Supreme Court first recognize that the Second Amendment encompassed such a right. In the District of Columbia v. Heller, 2008, the Supreme Court first recognized the individual right to bear arms. Because that case came out of Washington, D.C., though, which is not a state, but instead a federal district, the law in question was technically federal, meaning no selective incorporation or the process of incorporating a constitutional provision to the states by way of the Fourteenth Amendment took place. So, even though the court recognized an individual's right to bear arms, it was the federal government that had violated the Second Amendment in Heller, not a state government. Thus, the court would have to wait for such a case to reach its bench, which of course would not be difficult, as the whole nation was following Heller. In 2008, shortly after Heller, Otis McDonald and others filed suit in U.S. District Court, challenging provisions of a 1982 Chicago law that banned the new registration of handguns and made registration a requirement for possessing a firearm, respectively. The suit alleged that the law violated an individual's Second Amendment right to possess and carry firearms. Hence, the constitutional question in this case was, does the Second Amendment apply to the states because it is incorporated by the Fourteenth Amendment? Writing the Court's majority opinion, Justice Samuel Lido stated that rights that are quote, fundamental to the nation's scheme of ordered liberty, or that are deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition, end quote, are appropriately applied to the states by way of the Fourteenth Amendment, and that the right to bear arms was a fundamental deeply-rooted right, citing the Heller decision. In his dissenting opinion, Justice John Paul Stevens argued that the 14th Amendment did not incorporate the Second Amendment to the states. He argued that owning a personal firearm was not a liberty, interest protected by the due process clause. Also dissenting, Justice Stephen Breyer argued that there is nothing in the Second Amendment's quote-text, history, or underlying rationale that characterizes it as a fundamental right, end quote, warranting incorporation through the 14th Amendment. The precedent set by MacDonald is extremely important because it marked once again another time the court deferred to an individual's right to own a firearm rather than uphold regulations placed upon it. MacDonald was an immense victory Pro gun advocates, but also anti gun advocates, as the strong dissents would line up future court battles regarding private gun ownership. Pro gun advocates supported the decision, of course, for the court applied the Heller precedent to the states, and because the McDonald decision would, in effect, lead to state laws regulating gun possession being declared unconstitutional. Overall, there is no doubt that McDonald v. Chicago was a very important case in terms of due process. Now, this brings us to the end of the 16th episode of Case Dismissed, a teenager's guide to the Supreme Court, and the final required SCOTUS case for the AP Government and Politics course. I hope that throughout these episodes, you have learned all you need to rock the SCOTUS Comparison FRQ for the AP government exam, or all you need to simply have conversations about important Supreme Court precedents and be able to apply them to your daily life. Stay tuned for possibly monthly episodes discussing current cases being argued at the court. Thank you so much.